What's good everybody, this is Silas from silasbeats.info here with another episode of The Leverage Podcast, the podcast that helps you get ahead. In this episode, episode 167, I want to talk about um, a little bit of my journey uh, to self-employment. Um, I do music full-time now as of literally like a day ago. Um, so... I got to a point where I had like built up everything um, and now, you know, I get to, can I call it, you know, I can shift my focus now. This was my goal. My goal was to want to wake up every single morning and make beats. And for the most part, I haven't done it yet. It only starts on Monday um, when everybody else goes back to work and I basically have to wake myself up to go and make beats. Um, I said this to a couple of people and they're like, yeah, you're going to see gonna see it's gonna be tough and all of that it's not like it's not a thing where now I'm I'm free I know that for a fact now I know that it's time to put in extra work over and above what I was doing so it's not a case of cutting back and just coasting along otherwise the business isn't going to grow any further it needs to be one of those things that it's just going to be constantly growing uh, more networks growing more um, more jobs more sessions more beats created a whole lot more of what I'm doing and yeah, that's going to be the case. What I wanted to talk about though is um, nets, safety nets that I've placed, I've put in place um, that help, that have helped me and basically for anybody else who is trying to do the same thing, um, safety nets that you can place, put in place so that you um, don't have to, you have to feel like it's your all or nothing. I know a lot of people will say to you, yeah, you know, um, music's all I know. Um, if it wasn't, a, it wasn't for music, I'd be nothing. And those are your extreme cases. And unfortunately, in this day and age, it's difficult to be one of those people. To say, this is my all, it's my everything, and this is all I'm doing, no plan B. Um, it's, it's dangerous for one, especially for some people. I've seen some people. Um, you aren't... You, you already have responsibilities. You can't just up and leave your job. There's things that need to be paid. I'm a little bit more fortunate in that my responsibilities, though they are, they exist, I've got bills to pay. I've got a whole lot of things that I need to pay. Um, but for the most part, I've either A, paid most of it off, or B, I've kept the cost to, to an absolute minimum to make sure that at the end of each month, I'm not, I'm not sweating. Right? So I'd say that's my first safety net that I've put in place. And, that, um, and I'm not like, everybody's situation is different. I might not have this particular expense, but I've got another expense that other people don't have. Remember, all of our situations are very different. Um, you might have a child, but I had a, I had a, a, a couple of major operations that I had to fund myself. You know, the next person might have um, a family of um, three in which they are the sole breadwinner. You know, everybody has a different situation. And to say that one situation, you know, People tell me they're like, ah, no, dude, you're lucky. You're living at you're 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 you're, you're living with family members. Um, you don't need to worry about those things, or you don't have to pay for rent. You don't have to do this. You don't. People, you don't get. You don't. People don't understand everybody else's living circumstance. How am I to judge one person? I know I'm going off track, but I just want to address it real quick. It's difficult to look at someone and say ah, they've got it easy. They don't have to pay for anything when. Um, who knows that, how do you know that uh, the next person doesn't have medical bills to pay or they don't have a, um, a family member who has uh, a grave illness that they have to pay for a particular 
um, uh, consultations every single week, that there isn't something hectic that's going on, there isn't a house that's being paid off or a massive debt, uh, a massive loan that's being paid off, that kind of thing. So for the most part, take the advice that I give you with a pinch of salt, especially if you hear something that might not necessarily resonate with you. You'll be like, ah, it doesn't work, it's not gonna work for me, it works for you. For sure, I'm giving you my examples so that you can possibly take from them and you know you can you can build on them so my first my first change that i made was obviously to make sure that i'm not spending frivolously on on things that i don't necessarily need um and as and as um as broad as that sounds only you will really know whether something you got was necessary whether it be an, an item of clothing whether it be that trip that you wanted to take um whether it be, you know, that kind of thing. It should be your first priority now should be you're in investing in yourself, investing in your craft and investing in what, in the type of future that you want to have. So just as an example, you might find that at the end of the year, you say to yourself, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be around. I'm going to go on holiday. I need to get away from here. All right. And I'm going to do that and I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to take myself over to a different country and I'm going to be there. But you know for a fact that you've just struggled. You've just scraped you to, to get to December. And now you're like, okay, cool. I've got a little bit of extra cash from my bonus. Off I go, right? Whereas that cash could have been used to get a whole lot of other things. And I see it all the time. Um, and again, I don't want to judge people's situations, but it's difficult for me to, um, to see someone walk into studio wearing very very expensive shoes um knowing that they've got studio things to pay for and all these other things but when they approach me for studio time or when they approach me to you know pay to record or whatever the case is it, there's a there's an element of stinginess there and i'm like but you have you've got these things you know they, you know behave behave in a, in a manner befitting you actually want to you actually wanting to be successful. If you actually want to be successful, there's certain things you have to do. Um, I knew for a fact that when I bought my car, that there'd be a situation, and this is another thing that I put in place in terms of decreasing the amount of money that I was paying. I knew that my car was something that I just wanted to pay off so that I can not have to worry about monthlies. Because looking at how much I was paying monthly for my car, I was like, crap, I could have used that to get a bit more equipment. Ah, crap, I could have used that to get this paid advertising done. So what I did is I got a second and third job over and above the, the normal physio job I was doing. And what that did is that it helped me increase my earning potential, right? I was able to earn a whole lot more. And then what I did is I sacrificed basically every Friday. Um, in fact, every day after work from four till about half past six, I was working uh, sometimes till seven, sometimes till eight, maybe once or twice to nine, where I was just seeing patients, extra patients, because I knew that it would have brought in extra cash. Um, I told those overtime people that I was able to work um, public holidays. So I remember um, 16th December, I worked that. May 1st, I remember working that. The one year when, the, when June 16th set on a weekend, I worked all of that. Um, every day when I finished early at one job, I was at the other one asking for extra time. So I was, I was basically, I was just collecting. I was literally just fundraising. I was fundraising for... To, just to get things going. Once that was done, it got a little bit easier. 
I won't lie. We got a little bit easier because now, remember that when remember the first excuse is um, I don't have the studio or I don't have the same equipment that they have. So I wanted that to quickly become. Um, I don't want it to be a, an excuse anymore for me to say, you know what, I don't have that thing. That's why I can't get this thing done. I can't record because I don't have a good mic. You know, these are the things that you can't you can't let hold you back because if you do you're not gonna survive you will seriously not so at that at, in that like i'd say try and take on as much work as you can and i know this one's probably going to be a temporary thing but try and get as much work as you can this is nine to five stuff so for the most part in the beginning stages it was counterintuitive i kind of buried myself it was for two full years just doing extra it was two and a half 2013 2014 yeah it actually does about two years just straight up work um once in a while i'd have an afternoon off and i'd sit and chill you know for the most part i told myself that in terms of chilling and relaxing chelsea games were mine um and i was single at the time so besides chelsea games every saturday morning um that i wasn't working i'll try and play some soccer just so that you know i'd, I'd change up my routine for the most part, my social life suffered heavily, I won't lie. Um, my friends that I had at the time kind of saw that I was just, I buried myself in my work. And although it was bad then, I'm looking at the situation now and I'm actually quite happy that I did it. Um, like silently, deep down inside, I'm like, okay, cool, that was a, uh, was a good choice. Managed to pay off my car. After I paid that thing off, um, things were a little bit easier in terms of stacking up cash because that was a good couple of thousand that I didn't have to spend every single month then whenever that cash came through, I was able to push it towards music, um, starting to help grow the brand. At the same time, every moment that I got after my job, I'd spend on trying to develop the sound, um, uh, mixing and matching instruments, trying to have sessions. I had many, many late night sessions. So it would literally be work from uh, about half seven, about half three hours out, four hours at the next job, from there, I might leave, get home in about half six if I'm lucky. Then from there, I'd head to Jay Lawless. And then we'd have our session until maybe 2 a.m., 3 a.m. This is when I started getting into that pattern. Um, putting in those hours then really did help me um, in terms of being able to go with very little sleep. I've always been someone who doesn't really need massive amounts of sleep. Um, in varsity, there were periods I'd sleep at like 2, <laughs> 3 o'clock, be up at six for my eight o'clock lecture um, but I, for the most part i was okay it was just a routine i got into and um, so yeah for uh, so sacrifice in terms of um, monetary things as well as sacrifice in terms of you know you want to spend frivolously as well as you want to make sure that you are maximizing on your time um, you want to fundraise so cut down expenses increase income Take any extra cash, basically shove it towards music. That, that's it. That's money-wise, you do it however it is that it, it works for you. If you've got kids, if you've got uh, debt, um, like I had. Um, and then, in fact, at some point, as my eyes deteriorated in 2000, and it got really bad in 2015. That was the year when things just went south for my eyes. And I started going to specialists. And for the, I think the first two sessions, those were covered by... Um, medical aid from there I was pretty much screwed everything had to come right out of my pocket um, lucky for me I did have a little bit of savings still so I spent that 
um, just trying to diagnose what the hell is not diagnose, but just trying to find a decent solution. When I figured out what this what this what the situation was and what I'd need to do, um, and I realized that it was going to cost about a hundred or so k um, for it. That's when I um, went to the bank and I was like, "Hey, this is. I need to get this thing done ASAP." It, I remember. I, I'll never forget the day when it hit me the worst. Um, it was at my sister's wedding when I was chilling. Um, I'd been asked to read a Bible verse in front of everybody, and that day I remember I'd actually gotten uh, these really cool-looking hybrid contact lenses that I wanted to use. So I had them, and for the most part, I didn't wear them that much. I didn't wear them that often. Plus, there were days when I was like, hey, my eyes aren't doing too bad. But then what started happening is that they deteriorate. And I was like, crap, on that day, on the wedding day, I really want to be able to see really well. Um, so I tried to put them in, but for some reason, it just wasn't working. Everyone was getting ready to go to the wedding and stuff, and I was just chilling there thinking to myself, I cannot see. It's gotten really bad, especially that particular day. Um, it was hot. I couldn't get the contact lenses in. I was just bugging. It was just horrible. It was the worst time I've ever had. So I ended up having to read, basically struggle through reading um, on her wedding day uh, with a camera on me. And yeah, I felt like shit. I felt terrible. And at that moment, I told myself that when I get back to South Africa, I'm going to find a way. Regardless of how much it's going to cost me, I'm going to find a way. And that's where this came, this thing came about. Went to the bank. Unfortunately, I needed the cash quickly uh, because I, I was frustrated. I was very, very unhappy. Um, so I went in for the procedure. That all got done. Then from there, it was a case of paying it back. And I knew that in doing this, it was something that I... And I really didn't want to go back to doing overtime physio work. I'd already paid off my car. I'd already done stuff. I felt like it wasn't a necess necessity to do. Um, it probably would have been easier, but I wanted to push myself. So basically used that debt as a driving factor. I had a means to get the cash because I had been working on my brand on the side and I had a means, I was getting clients in and this is how I said I was going to, I was literally going to save up each month and try and pay a minimum of a certain amount. If I paid more, great, uh, all depending on the music. And then what I'd try and do is just every single time extra, I, there was a little bit of a windfall, got a little bit of extra cash, pushed it towards that and got rid of that. I think it was within a year that debt was completely gone. Um, now, looking at that, I looked at myself and I was like, you know what? If I can do that, why can't I do music full-time? If I'm able to amass that much cash. That's when I started um, having first thoughts about this thing and I realized that at no point, because I remember going to the Music Unscripted Conference, it must have been in 2016, um, when I sat there and there were two people, it was Sheila Afari and uh, Julian Kubo from Bhutan. The two of them spoke and in fact there was another guy, I think it was his name, what's his name? Um, uh, something Dube, I don't remember his name but he does music videos. The three of them all did what they wanted, they did their passion and I was like, you know what, when you have a passion and a plan, a passion and a plan are really really important and these over and above saving and doing all that stuff, these are really important because on days when things go bad, the sheer fact that you are passionate about something will actually get you through. I know I'm told, and it sounds like hogwash because you hear it all the time, but it is so true. When people say that it's easier to work on something when you're passionate about it, it's easier to work till 2 a.m. Like I'm saying, cut out, like 
cut out on sleep and you know try and work a little bit hard on those things but only because um it's not it's not um it's easier for you to dedicate time when you are you know you're passionate i find myself sometimes sleeping at two not because i have deadlines to finish but because i'm enjoying what i'm doing so much um and again yeah that was that was a massive driving factor so yeah that was something that i put in place um then what i did as i said looking at these three from music unscripted looking at how they've um they've done what they're doing how can i you know go through and i tried to ask the one um what they did um i tried to ask them what they did to you know try and get out of my nine-to-five job and they basically said you know what you never really know you really you never really know what time you never really know what time it is um to to get going with all of this stuff and you know you never really know what time it is to get going with this stuff and it's just it's difficult right so what you need to do is just focus on getting what you need um getting what you need done in terms of you know fixing your 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 thought process because it's never can I say there's never like a, a clear-cut moment, you know, where you know that it's time to quit your job. That's it's never the case, and that's what I realized. At some point, you're just going to have to take that leap. And unfortunately, no one can tell you when that time is. You just need to feel it out, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so I sat with a lot of friends, and you know, I what I did in the meantime was just stack up cash again, just try and fundraise enough to get me through expenses for six months. And then from there, I realized after watching a whole lot of Gary Vaynerchuk, I realized that if you can support yourself for that much time, it doesn't matter. Because remember, provided you have some sort of basis, you have some sort of education, and that's where this comes in. It's, these are all little things that are really, 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 really important. Um, but as long as you have some sort of a basis or you have some sort of a plan B, there's some sort of a side hustle, side job, just a place where you feel like, you know, there's some sort of a safety net of some sort. Just that for me, I feel like I took it overboard. I went and did my master's degree. Yet another thing I actually had to pay for. So over and above all of that, all of the surgeries and stuff, I had my master's degree, which came to about 32, between like 32 and 35K to pay for the entire thing. Um, but again, I've been living quite simply, um, just paying for advertising, not really pushing, um, not really pushing money into my social life, if we can call it that. Um, having a girlfriend, you know, that also, you know, I've come, we've, we've come up with really creative ways to, to spend our weekends and, you know, sometimes it really is just a whole lot better than going through to a club and, you know, blowing a whole lot of money. Um, it's easy, it's easy to try and say, you know, you're not going to do it and then obviously doing it, but, you know, just try and focus on living a bit simply now, knowing that later on it is going to be a whole lot easier. And again, I know people always say that, you know, but just try it out. Um, it is something, it's a really, really nice safety net. So for the most part, education, very important. Um, hold up on the expenses, increase your earning potential, um, use all your free time, uh, understand that you're going to need drive and motivation. Um, and I think that's basically, that's basically what's pushed me. Also, everyone's always looking for a mentor, like someone that they can sit next to that will help them with everything. Every mentor that I've had over the past, um, say, year and a half 
has been someone that I've watched over YouTube. I've just been consuming so much content. And in consuming content, I start to sound a little bit, you know, you start to sound a bit smarter. You start to uh, be able to go through certain situations and, you know, build the brand. And that's like super, super important because um, information really is, it's really important. Uh, doing a whole lot of stuff yourself, getting onto YouTube, learning how to throw together your website, learning how to um, build your brand without necessarily having a record label. Remember, this is just one way of doing things. You don't have to do it my way, but it's a way that I see is working for me, so I want to share it before um, I don't have this platform or the platform, it becomes too difficult for me to share it in this capacity. So actually, th what I think I'm going to do is I might even throw together a video of me just explaining all of this stuff in depth because there's so many little things that happened um, over this period that I owe, um, like I'll have to owe my, any sort of success I've had up to this point to these little things that have happened. So, um, yeah, I'll think through it and then I'll, I'll drop a couple of, a couple more podcasts and videos and texts and, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, and blog posts, um, at some point. But for the time being, just work on those few points, write the, write down the points that I said towards the end just now and then try and implement, try and build as much as you can. Build a little bit each and every single day, and I'm telling you, two, three years, you'll look back and think, oh, I see what he meant. Um, yeah, if you want to send me an email about what i said so far, you can. You can send one through to business at silasbeats.info, or you can head through to my website. Um, that's www.silasbeats.info, and we can keep the conversation going on uh, there. Peace.